0: Do you love women-in-charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic. Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? and to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss, plus Get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other women in charge enthusiasts, to get to know each other and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about my first fight with pet. I don't need to tell it here in the intro since it's part of the main cast today. Instead, I'm going to tell you about who I was when this happened, because I was a very different person then. And it was a huge step for me that to this day, I'm still super proud of. You see, my ex-husband knew that I had always felt different from other people and he exploited that in our relationship, telling me that I never understood him, that I didn't try hard enough to see his side of things, that I was a failure at loving people well. And I believed him. When I left him and found out that I am actually low empathy, it sealed the deal. I was different and not in a good way. By the time I met Pet, I'd been working on me for about five years. I was still pretty wobbly about it. And there were huge holes in my personality that had not been tried or tested or even brought to light. So when he told me I should have known, I was very tempted to believe him because I am different, but I had set my boundary in all of my self-work. I had made the pact with myself to never have a relationship where I could not be myself, flaws and all. And I stood up for me and eventually so did Pet. This is that story and what I've learned from it over the years. Are you a mind reader? I'm pretty sure that unless you are the great Zoltar, you're gonna answer no to that good because the vast majority of humans are not born with the ability to read minds and absolutely don't need to take on that responsibility in their relationships no matter how often someone else tries to put it on us you should have known it was obvious i when i said this i really meant When these phrases are in play, it's a good idea to nope the fuck out of that. That guilt is not yours. One of the first arguments I had with my pet was centered here. He had traveled two hours to see me one evening and a birthday party was going on. We spent about four hours at that party and when we left on the way back to my place, he got sullen. He had wanted to leave two hours before we did but he didn't say so. In the car on the way to my place, he said, you should have known I wanted to spend time with you tonight. I traveled all this way to be with you, not at a party with people I barely know. Which was completely understandable and totally unfair. Let me explain something about me. There's another love language out there that's not often spoken about. Social engagement. It is deeply meaningful to me to have a partner who does things with me and other people in group activities. Like parties, camping together, hiking, movies, hosting dinners. But aside from that, he didn't ever, not once, say, I'd love to blow this popsicle stand and spend quality one-on-one time with you this evening. And that is the key. Because if he had said that, or any version of it, I would have known what he wanted. I may have still wanted to stay longer at the party for the reasons I've already stated, but I would have known what he wanted as well and been open to making different choices. But, He didn't and I didn't and so when he got upset, I was also upset because I felt betrayed. I did good though. I took a deep breath and set my boundary. I am sorry that we stayed longer than you wanted to. I was having a good time showing you off to my friends and I wanted you to have a good time too. I am unable, though, to take responsibility for not knowing because you didn't tell me. I cannot and will never be able to read your mind. Or something like that. I wish I could tell you it worked like magic. It didn't. We argued that night and into the next day by mobile when he was driving back. But holding that line was one step in a long line of boundary-setting steps for me. And it taught me something else. People who believe you can read minds often believe that they can too. Not literally. He didn't literally think that I could read his thoughts. He just believed, deep down inside, that I knew what he wanted and that I was denying him. And moving forward into the future we've shared together, he also believed he knew what I meant when I said certain things when I most certainly did not. Yes, I consider this behavior a sort of pale yellow flag, something to note and keep an eye on. It's how the human brain works. Our brain takes all of our experiences, catalogs them, and gives us shortcuts. Three people in my life have said this and mean that, so the next person who says this must also mean that, which theoretically is pretty damn useful. And a great big seething pain in the tuchus for anyone who most certainly does not mean that when they say this, they actually mean this. And we ran into that as well which was huge for me because I'm a low context person in most cases. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And when people reinterpret what I say into something else because they really do believe they can read my mind, no, not literally, but for all intents and purposes, it puts me in a bit of a pickle. I am crystal clear and there they are, busy trying to figure out exactly what I meant. Listen, damn it. I've done it too. I admit. We all have. Like I said, it's how the human brain works. And moreover, we are trained to do this by the people around us. As much as people say they value honesty and communication, most people make their own comfort and safety a priority over speaking up clearly about what they want and need. And so, it falls upon us to interpret. And since that starts happening when we are young, we can't do anything but go along. And some people are quite empathic and intuitive and will get it right often enough by reading nonverbal cues that they begin to rely on it and believe in it. But there is one thing that will always always, always throw their readings off. Their own elevated emotions will color their experience and they'll get it wrong, but believe they are right. And it becomes a huge mess. They think this person said or meant this, that person said or meant that, and they may or may not have the tools to bridge that gap of communication. I was lucky. Pet was willing to be wrong. Not in the moment. Tensions were too high then. But after we calmed down and talked things through, after I suggested that he and I agree to always tell each other how we feel directly and to base our relationship on who we are and how we treat each other with that sort of communication. Both of us were at a point in our lives where we were willing to chuck everything we had ever done in relationships and try something new because neither was willing to be anyone except who we were starting a new relationship. Now, I'm not saying that agreement fixed everything immediately. (laughs) It didn't. Heck, it was just a few months ago that he was feeling that I should know something but it was an easy fix. I said I didn't. He believed me. I offered my solution moving forward. He agreed. Done. Note, knowing what someone might mean can be useful. Let me be clear. I'm not saying to dump or discount all that hard work your brain has done for you, I'm saying that it might be wrong sometimes or a lot and to use what your brain tells you as a guide, as a probability even, but never ever think you are infallible. Give the people in your life the opportunity to be themselves and not an automaton of previous experiences and patterns of behavior. What are your thoughts? Have you ever thought someone meant something else when they talked to you? Did you react to what they said or what you thought they meant? Were you right? Or were you wrong? And do you think it's your responsibility to constantly interpret others, especially in your relationships, rather than taking their words at face value? On the other side, have you ever had the experience of someone interpreting what you said clearly as something radically different and then refusing to believe what you meant because they knew or knew you better than that? How did that feel? Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, Dating Kinky. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there, T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P.com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.